you're listening to Misfits, a podcast that inspires young adults like me to find Jesus and figure this thing called life out. My name is Kristen Douglas, and I'm best known for nothing as of yet. However, I will be sitting down to talk about Jesus and the struggles and beauty of being a youngster in Christ. I guess this is me starting off my podcast. I'm so excited and nervous at the same time. Welcome everybody to my new podcast. I know many of you just heard the introduction, but if you haven't, my name is Kristen Douglas. Many call me Kristen. Somebody, you know, many call me Chrissy. Look, I'm already stuttering already because I'm so nervous. But um, yeah, I really can't believe I'm actually doing this. This took time, y'all. When I say this took so much time, y'all wouldn't understand. This took months. I didn't just wake up overnight and just start this. I wish, but nah. This took a lot of time and effort and self-discipline, but I am happy to be where I am right now. God is good. I really couldn't have done none of this without God because a lot of things started crumbling at once, and if it was up to me... Yeah, y'all wouldn't be hearing me right now, <laughs> but all, all glory to God, really. Um, I remember just, like, having the dream of wanting a podcast. I felt like I had the appropriate personality, and I had the voice. I had a lot of people tell me I, I have the voice of somebody who's, like, an activist and stuff of that sort, but I decided to use my voice for Jesus because, you know, that's my savior. That's about right or die, you feel me? But here I am turning my dreams into reality because of Jesus and this is all for his glory all right so today I want to speak on my podcast it's a little message and um I usually I didn't really plan for my podcast to be like messages about like like me preaching and stuff but I think this message is so important and so vital. I remember, like, asking God, like, what should my first episode be about? And I was, like, so conflicted and so confused. And so many events has started, like, started happening in my life. And he started using people around me to bring me to the fact that, you know, God is really our biggest supporter like he is our rock and this is where this message stemmed from and I feel like this is the most appropriate time for the world to hear this message really so this is this is what my first episode is going to be about so I hope you guys enjoy and I really appreciate you guys for listening <sighs> so as many of you may know what's going on in this world if you want to news turn on the news go on your phone you see everything that's happening in this world it's like a never-ending break you know we're starting to see how dark the world is truly becoming how sinister it is and um since i'm an adult now you know my innocence is really not there as much as it used to when i was a child so some things are just like really shocking to me still you know, and the world's becoming such a dark place, and we sometimes we struggle to think about bringing kids into this world or even having a family, you know? It's just so, it's so much going on. If it's not shootings, inflation, 
whether you're pro-choice or you're pro-life, the gas price is going up. I am so happy I don't own a car at the moment because these gas prices would be killing me, you know? Losing our loved ones, losing our homes, like, it's just so much going on. And the struggles of it, being a human being, being a young adult in this time and age, you know, I have a few friends who are scared to go off and get an apartment because they feel like this is the worst time to go get an apartment because the market and the bills and the rent, everything's just going up, you know, and as humans, we feel like life is crashing down on us. It just feels like everything is crumbling right in front of your eyes. Like, we don't have any control. Like, we can't get a grip of anything, you know? In life, we come to these, we come face-to-face -face with situations that threatens your peace, you know, your joy, your family, even your sleep. Let me tell you something about my sleep. My, my sleep, I don't play, okay? I don't play about my sleep. So if something is hindering my sleep, it's a problem. <laughs> you feel me? And these situations in life will have you crying, you know, will have you trying to fake a smile in front of your family, in front of your kids, just so they don't have to worry, just so they don't have to stress, you know? And it truly changes who you are as an individual. Usually we have this feeling that the world is coming to an end, like not the world, but our world. You know, we usually think to ourselves, how am I going to get out of this one? Sometimes we say to God, like, I don't think I could do this. Mm -mm. This is too hard for me to bear. Like, God, what are you doing? You know, we start questioning God. We start thinking, like, really, like, what is going on? I don't think I could pull through out of this situation, God. This is becoming too difficult. And usually with the stress and the overwhelming feeling of what's going on in our life, we start to fear we start to get scared. We start to isolate ourselves and become lonely. And we start to worry. And all of that stuff starts to drown us, you know? And then what makes the matters worse is that we tend to shut the world out. We tend to we start to stay inside more. We tend to stay to ourselves with our secrets. And, you know, I don't know if anybody heard it, but I hear it all the time, closed mouths don't get fed. And we tend to feel like, you know, we just stay to ourselves. We try to figure it out on our own. Or we start to result to worldly things like drinking, smoking, pornography, masturbation. We start seeking out friends that we know aren't good for us, but we do it for temporary fulfillment of peace, you know. And that even digs us in a deeper hole. And that's what makes everything worse because we struggle and we go through so much in life. But the true question is, as a Christian, as a believer, I always sit and wonder, why is it so hard for us to just trust God? Why is it so hard for us to go to God first? Whenever we're stumbling, whenever we meet the woes in our life, we, we always put God on the back burner, you know? And I started to reflect and I realized one of the biggest reasons why we don't go to God first is because we are so impatient. And let me tell you something. Nobody can't tell me we are not impatient. We hate to sit in lines at the supermarket. Chick-fil-A line be wrapped around the block. Let me tell you something. But sometimes we gotta we make we pick our bed and we lay in it. Cause some of us sit in that Chick-fil-A line. I know I do. 
And if you're bougie, you be in that Starbucks line complaining. You see, y'all bougie. I'm going to stick to my good old Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know about y'all. But, you know, we're so impatient. We live in a world where we can get anything we want in a few seconds just at the access of our fingertips, our phones, our laptops, our tablets. Like, everything is at our finger fingertips. It's just right there, right then and there. And we lack the appropriate practice of patience. And I think that's why we are so impatient. And if you look in the word in Galatians, one of the fruit of the spirit is patience. You know, the world tells us to wait on the Lord for guidance. That's in Psalms 25 verse 5. Um, deliverance, Psalms 33, answers to prayers, Psalms 38, 15, strength, Isaiah 40, 31. Waiting on the Lord is so difficult sometimes, and it causes us to lose faith in God. We start to feel like the God isn't with us, or he's fighting against us, or sometimes we even think God forgot about us. But literally, that is all lies of the enemy. And the word it says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave nor forsake you. In Deuteronomy 31.6. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8.31. You may feel completely forgotten by every human being in your life, but God will not forget you. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. That's literally in Psalms 27, 10. And God is always righteous and holy, just and good. And I think we tend to forget God is good in the good and bad. You know, sometimes we praise God when everything is going right. You know, we praise God. It's just like, yes, God, I got that new car. I got that new house. And then when everything starts falling apart, we just forget about God. You know, we tend, we just like, God, why would you let this happen? And then we forget God is good. He is sovereign through the sunny days and in the rainy days. I always tell my friends, God is good during the rain and at the end of the rainbow. Like, literally, he's always good. We just have to establish patience and faith. We have to stay in our word. We have to pray without ceasing, you know. If we don't pray, if we don't stay in our word, how are we going to know the truth and the promises that God has for us? How are we going to know our worth? How are we going to know who we are, who God called us to be? You know, we're going to just continue to believe the lies of the enemy and get overwhelmed with what this life has to offer to us, you know? So in Matthew, we learn about the encounter between Jesus and his disciples but mainly between Peter and Jesus. And let me tell you something. I love me a good old Peter. Peter is, I don't know. I look, I feel like I resemble Peter so much in my life. So in Matthew 14, 22, verse 22 to 23, I'm going to read it. And straightway he constrained the disciples to enter into the boat and to go before him and onto the other side till he should send the multitudes away. And after he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when even was come, he was there alone. But the boat was now in the midst of the sea, distressed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. 
And in the fourth watch of the night, he came unto them walking upon the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, Is it a ghost? And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, saying, Lord, if it thou be, tell me to come upon the waters. And he said, Come. And Peter went down from the boat and walked on the waters and to come to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and took hold of him and said unto him, You of little faith, why did you doubt me? And when they were gone up on the boat, the wind ceased. And when they were in the boat, they worshipped him, saying, You are truly the Son of God. Now, let me tell you something. This story right here has so much power. Okay, so let me break it down for you. This is what I see. So Jesus sent them away before him to go to the boat. Even though, you know, we know that Jesus is the Alpha and the Mega. He goes with us and before her, before us. So therefore, God already knew what was going to happen when he sent them on the, on, on the boat in the water, right? He already sent them out. So God already knew, but he still did it. While Peter was walking on the water, he encountered hardships, just like the hardships in our lives. Let's compare them. You know, he encountered hardships just like how in our lives we encounter struggles, struggle to pay a bill, struggle to get our kid in that school that we know will push them in greatness, struggle to find out our identity, struggle to find out your sexual identity, struggle to be establish yourself. We you know we come we face so many problems in this world and we allow these problems to submerge us, to dig us so deep in a hole where we tend to lose ourselves, we lose our faith, we lose our patience, we lose our sight of God. We start to look at ourselves and take matters into our own hands, you know? So when Peter started to encounter hardship, he started to see how strong the wind was and he started to sink. Just like how we start to sink in our own life. Just how, just, it's like, the story is so powerful, y'all. Y'all gotta stick with me. So Peter yelled, Lord, save me. The first thing he did was cry out to God. This is what we should practice. When we face hardship, we need to cry out to God first. If you got to get in the, just like my mama would say this all the time. If you got to go and lock yourself in a room, in the bathroom, and get on your knees and pray, get on your knees and pray. If you got to tell your friends, listen. I'm going to spend some time by myself tonight. Y'all could go out. And the whole time you are in your word, you are worshiping. If you spend some time fasting, if you prioritize God first, God will prioritize you first. Hear me out. The first thing he yelled was cry. He cried out to God and he turned to him first because he knew the Lord was powerful enough to save him. Mind you, Peter is in water. He's walking on water. And he just came off a boat. Now, to be honest, if I start sinking, the first thing I'm going to do is start swimming. That's, that's going to be my first thought, is to start swimming. I'm going to swim back to the boat. Now, I'm sure Peter knew how to swim because he was a fisherman. But that was not his first thought. His first thought was to yell out to God, save me. 
Because he knew what Jesus was capable of. He knew who Jesus was. <sighs> the word says, now listen to listen to this. The Bible says Jesus immediately, expeditiously <laughs> reached out his hand and caught Peter. Jesus wasted no time. That shows me, just like I said, you prioritize God, you go to God first, God is going to prioritize you. God is going to save you. He is going to reach out his hands and pull you out of your sinking water, your sinking sand. He's going to pull you out of those problems, the problems you face in your life, your family, your friendships, in your finances, in your with your mental problems, with your physical problems. God's going to save you, but you have to cry out to him first. But after Jesus saved him, this is what Jesus said. You of little faith, why did you doubt me? I've came I've come across so many Christians, even myself. We face a problem and instantly our faith start decreasing. We start feeling like, how? How am I gonna do this? Like we totally forget how powerful God is. Like, God didn't split the sea for Moses. Like, Jesus didn't defeat death. Like, Jesus didn't heal the blind and the weak, the lame. Like, we we, we forget that, that that God lives inside of us. That he's fond of us. He knows us by name. We start to lose faith so quickly. So, this is this is my message. When we go through things, we need to walk with our chins up because we are a child of God. And we need to know with with faith, we need to know with faith. The Bible says, if you have faith as long as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. With faith knowing our Savior will come and save us every single time. The Lord is always faithful and just. The you can't show me nowhere in the Bible where God is not faithful, where God is not good. Especially my Christians. We go to church and we worship in church. Sometimes we the loudest in church. When we leave church, it's like we totally forget everything we talk about in church. We forget who we worship. The Lord is going to save us every time. Every time we get into a problem, we always say, I do not know how I'm going to make it out of this one. And every time God looks at you and said, you said that about the last problem. And you said that about the problem before that one. And every time I've brought you out of it. Every single time. So why you with little faith? Why do you continue to doubt me? You're supposed to count all joy when you're going through a trial. If the Lord is for you, who can be against you? With man, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. You can do all things through Christ who what? Strengthens you. Amen. Come on now. As Christians, we got to do better. We got to go out and preach this word to people. People have such so, non-believers. They have so much bad idea and image of God like God is not good God is a wicked God he's not he's not there's there's never been a time where God was unfaithful where God did forsake us God 
always was there. Jeremiah, I knew you before I created you in your mother's womb. He knows us. He knows the problems and the struggles we're going to face in this life. God promised he would be with us every single step of the way. But as long as we have faith and trust God and we go to God first, we go to God first. So as I come to a closing, because I don't want to keep this too long, I want to say this. As long as you keep faith and trust God, you will learn that faith doesn't only move mountains, but faith can make you walk on water. Okay? So go out, share that, preach that, tell it. Tell it to the people that's not with God. Tell it to the people that is with God. Tell it to yourself. Remind your family. Remind your loved ones. Whenever you reach a part in your life where you're struggling, where you feel like you can't make it out, where you feel like, God, why now? Why this? Remind, Remind yourself. Faith doesn't only move mountains, but it can help you walk on water. For tuning into this week's episode of walking on water i hope you guys really enjoyed this message feel free to subscribe to our podcast and join the misfits family and to get updates on our latest episodes also follow us on our socials on instagram and tiktok at miss underscore fits podcast and that's spelled m-i-s underscore f-i-t-s p-o-d-c-a-s-t don't forget to share blessings <laughs>